he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. NLSU. About to make its way over on campus. Mike the Tiger, the mascot, is dressed in a goat outfit. <laughs> As the team will be making its way over to the PMAC here shortly. Man, man, man. What a game last night. This was the moment you saw Kim Mulkey start to lose it. 95-82, LSU by 13 with 129 to go. Lob pass will come to Morris at long range. She's going to dribble it toward the right wing. Now dribble through people chasing her. Then she'll lob it in the corner to Poole. Poole, they wanted to foul her but couldn't. Nine on the shot clock, got it back to Morris. Around traffic, gets it baseline Reese. Get it back with out. five, out to Poole. Three ball, right wing Poole. Yes! It's good! Oh! It's good! It's good! The Tigers are going to win it! It's 98-82. Clark for three, no good. Rebound tip, Poole has it. And Poole will dribble it into the front court. We are under a minute and Poole is fouled. That's Patrick Wright, voice of the LSU women's basketball team on the LSU Sports Radio Network. And then, of course, the final call. Morris in the backcourt's got to get it to the front court. Behind her back dribble, she does. Three, two, one. Ball game is over. Your fighting Tigers are national champions. In year number two of the Kim Mulkey era, 102-85 the final. Tiger fans everywhere, celebrate your LSU Tigers. Afterwards, Kim Mulkey on what winning that game meant to her. With about a minute and 30 to go, I couldn't hold it. Got very emotional. That's really not like me until that final buzzer goes off, but I knew we were going to hold on and win this game, and I don't know if it's the mere fact that we are doing this in my second year back home. I don't know if it was the fact that I am home. I don't know if it was looking across there at my daughter and my grandchildren. I don't know if it was looking across at Ellis. I don't know what it was, but I lost it. So that should tell you what I think about it. Very, very emotional and tears of joy. To me, I said it back in hour number one to open the show. Jasmine Carson, I thought, won the national championship for the Tigers. Yes. I know Reese had 15, Morris 21, a big second half. But you had Williams who stepped up in the starting lineup as well. Uh, Adesia with 20 points. But Carson led the team in scoring with 22, five threes, was seven for seven in that first half when LSU had foul trouble. It was incredible. You know, usually I don't even celebrate after I make a shot, but tonight I just let it all out. I made a three. I was like, ah! I just had to let it out. You know, I didn't have nothing to lose. It was my senior 
uh, my last game of my college career, and you know, I ended it. <laughs> I ended it the right way. What a two eighty five! The final. It is the first title in program history, men or women's. And look, I, I think the other thing that really stood out when you look at this is also it's the most points ever in a national championship game. Like, what you think about that? All those years we had UConn, South Carolina, all those dominant programs, most points ever, was yesterday afternoon. And uh it's pretty pretty remarkable when you look at it. Angel Reese on how the rest of her team stepped up. Yeah, no, this wasn't about me. This is all about the supporting cast. Everybody has played a role all season. And tonight, just coming from the bench... Jazz, Poa, Samaya, they came and stepped up and played big. I mean, they didn't, uh, for Jazz, she probably didn't want to go out as a senior, go out the wrong way, and she wanted to win. So she did whatever it took to win, and Poa played a great job coming in when Alexis was in foul trouble, and then Samaya, as a freshman, just getting big rebounds, being aggressive as, as well as she can, and I just, I just think everybody played their role, and that was our, our goal this year, just everybody piecing it together. Andrea Carter on ESPN as an analyst had this to say about the job Kim Mulkey has done in two seasons. I think that the way that Kim just exudes confidence and the way that she pours into her players, even in our meetings, guys, I mean, when we were meeting leading up to this game, the players, she would look right at them and say, we're going to shoot the ball. We're going to shoot the ball, and I bet they're going to knock down threes. Flage Johnson hasn't seen a shot she doesn't like, and she doesn't say it in a way where she's cutting her players down. She says it in a way where she's building her players up. She just pours into them so much. She's so honest with them. She just, like, she's their hype man. And and it was been really fun to watch all of her players play with confidence and exude the confidence in themselves that she had in them in all of our meetings when we met with the team. And along the lines, too, you hear her this morning, and she's on a morning show. She's doing a radio interview. And she was asked about the Angel Reese incident, right? I mean, because, again, that's the unfortunate part of this. I don't have the problem that... Dave Portnoy has calling her a classless piece of excrement using the word that starts with S and ends with T. Um, I'm not Keith Olbermann calling her a bleeping idiot using the F word. Man, that's unhinged. But as to why she did what she did and how she felt, this is what she had to say. After the game, I'm 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 happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't the yeah, yeah, the narrative. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year, but when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me. That's going that's going to speak up on what they they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Now, this was Mulkey this morning in the radio interview about speaking to Angel about this. She's a magnet. She speaks her mind. She does trash talk. Um, hell, I trash talk. You trash talk. We all love to talk it. But now you have a lot of people watching you. And Angel is unapologetic for who she is. 
Angel is very, very smart, and she's very, very savvy. And she knows if she crosses the line and it becomes vulgar or it becomes something that doesn't represent me or LSU, someone will tell me, and then I will get involved. Otherwise, if what I was told is all there is to it, so be it. And then afterwards, when they discussed this, this was Angel's explanation to her coach. She made a sign on the floor uh, toward Caitlin Clark, is my understanding. Again, I'm repeating uh, secondhand information, and it was the same sign that she said Caitlin Clark did in a previous game, but... Of course, she didn't get attacked, and Angel said, I do. And she said, Coach, this is this is what I'm talking about. She said, it's okay for men to do some things. And I think she gave other examples about they tried to say that she was flipping people off when she was, in fact, pointing at her ring finger like Joe Burrow did during the national championship game at LSU. But, of course, and that's why I said back in, in hour number one, I, I, it melted down. I mean, like, people melted down over it and carolyn peck is an espn college basketball analyst for cbs as well i think there is a double standard i just think that it, and it may be unconscious but it happens and i i think that too an angel's got a huge personality just like caitlin clark but it's looked as personality and competitive at times with caitlin clark where where it, they describe it's described as trash talking when you talk about it with angel race and I think that there are different standards for different players. And that has led to a lot of people talking nationally about it, Jay Will. When Caitlin Clark is doing all this, she has swag. Um, she's a competitor. But when Angel Reese does it, and was it maybe a tad bit excessive? Could she have been called a T? Sure, if the refs wanted to call her an a T at the end of the game for trash talking because she followed Caitlin Clark around. But these are the same things that motivates young people in sports and we applaud it in other directions but now we want to apply race towards it or we want to apply look at her she's a classless piece of that's what dave portnoy said i'm putting names on it mm. keith overman called her a blanking idiot mm. on twitter what, what are we doing why are we taking it to that level if you want to criticize it and say call a tech fine i'm okay with that at least you're having some kind of informed opinion on it but now we're name calling now we're questioning people's character now, Oberman this morning tried to walk it back by saying that he was uninformed that Caitlin Clark had done a similar hand gesture earlier in the tournament, but that then he kind of doubled down by insulting, uh, I guess, women even more by saying, congratulations, you've earned parity and equality with men by being able to be classless like men are in certain areas of sport. So take that for what you want. LaFonzo Ellis. Former NBA player. I was disappointed uh, with Angel Reese because Angel Reese is actually my favorite college basketball player. In many ways, she reminds me the way she plays, the intensity she plays with, her ability to get on the offensive glass, the fire and passion she plays with. It actually reminds me of the way I used to play the game, so I relate with her uh, really, really well. And when she did it the first time, I didn't. it didn't bother me as much. But when she kept doing it, kept doing it, and stayed in her face, and then uh, with the pointing of the ring thing, I thought it was a little bit – I thought it was actually a little bit too much and a bit in poor taste. So I was a bit disappointed there. All right. Richard Jefferson, 
His take. Was it a little bit more direct? Was it a little bit more taunting? I think she was intending that to be. It's not. That's the competitive side. It, when you're between those four lines, if you're going to do it to somebody, I've seen Steph Curry do his shimmy. Yeah. I've seen Chris Paul do his shimmy right back and look him dead in his eye. So I have no problem when Steph Curry is saying night-night to the crowd. I have no problem. These women are playing at elite levels. There's going to be intense stuff out there. So anybody that's trying to make it anything else, they should just leave it out. And let's see a final one. Uh, screaming, eh? Caitlin Clark. Again, no shade in her direction. But does anybody doubt that her behavior would have been very, very similar if she was the one winning instead of LSU? We've seen yeah, what absolutely. she's done. We, she she would have done off. You the said same that earlier. thing. Yeah. She would have done the same thing. So eat it. Accept yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. Eat it. And accept it. Again, we can discuss whether or not it was too much, excessive, any place for it in the game and all that. I, my main thing is, man, when you call people classless pieces of garbage, you could have just ended it classless if you want to just end it there. But bleeping idiots using the F word, classless pieces of excrement, man, that, that seems personal, doesn't it? It does. Rafael Esparza next on ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview on West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. The biggest names in sports are on ESPN Radio. Jim Beheim, national champion and Hall of Fame coach. I was done and happy to be done, but overall, I'm pretty happy with the whole body of work, as they say. Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson joins us. People really can understand why I chose to retire after nine seasons. If I was left to my own device, I might have retired after my eighth. <laughs> Former first team All-NBA, Memphis head coach. Anthony hey. Penny Hardaway. I felt like I've done some wonderful things here at the university. No, we haven't made it to the NCAA as much as we wanted to. But again, I'm building. UConn head coach Dan Hurley. What's going on, fellas? Dan, I'm surprised your voice is still working. <laughs> you know how Bob Sr. taught us how to go about this coaching thing. So there's no doubt we're a little bit hoarse this time of year. <laughs> the biggest names in sports come here. And it all starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. And it's blocked. Pulled down by Minson. They have the one timeout. Are they going to take it or not? They don't have their scores on the floor. It's Butler with two seconds. He's got to put it up. And he wins it. He wins it with the jumper. A San Diego State 
San Diego State, that is how they defeated FAU, literally, a buzzer beater, to get to tonight's national title game against UConn, who uh, easily took care of Miami. Rafael Esparza via Sidedoc Sports, he's in Houston, he watched that take place as well, and, you know, man, let's just start there, obviously, it was an incredible first game there, and, and you got your wish, West Coast team in the title game, man. Be interesting. Uh, I mean, so far the tournament on both sides, men and female, we've seen the unexpected. So maybe uh, uh, I could see a West Coast team uh, cut down the nets. We haven't seen one in the nineties. Uh, I think it was Arizona, the last uh, West Coast team that's cut down uh, the nets. So we've seen so much weird stuff in uh, March Madness. Like I said, with both men's and women's. So maybe it will continue to get weird tonight. Yeah. Um. What did you make out of that that buzzer beater there too? When you when you look at that game, it went back and forth, man. It had to come down. What was it, second or third largest comeback? I, I was texting uh, a couple of my buddies that's, uh, that that uh, big, big, big Mountain West guys uh, and stuff. And I said, "Oh, this game's over." Because let's face it, I think you outplayed them the whole game. I mean, it, so it's not like mm-hmm. San Diego State. Blew a big lead and then had a, had a buzzer beater to, to win the game. FAU outplayed them. Uh, so, I mean, they were hitting a three ball, uh, early. They were getting out, uh, out, out rebounds at San Diego State. So, like I said, I'm actually shocked that San Diego State is actually here. I really thought with maybe five minutes up to go in the second half that we were going to have an FAU, uh, UConn, uh, finals. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm excited about seeing as well is, um, if they can make it, I guess, that competitive game, I feel like a lot of people feel like this one's going to be a blowout already, but UConn's had, I guess, I don't know, um, an easy trip to the finals, if you can even say that, but they really haven't been tested, have they? Uh, I don't want to say easy, because, I mean, we've just, again, I hate to beat the dead horse, but we've seen some weird stuff in the tournament where you thought a game was going to be easy, and it wasn't. I thought San Diego State was going to be able to guard the three against FAU, and I was wrong. So uh, anything can happen. I think I think this number is just a tad too high. I made UConn a five point favorite in my numbers. So when it came out seven, seven and a half, that was a tad too high. It would not shock me if the Huskies uh, cut down on that. I just think they have an overall better team. Okay, but I think San Diego State uh, covers this number. Speaking with Rafael Esparza, VSI Doc Sports over there in Houston, up the road in Dallas, we saw an amazing women's Final Four. I say amazing because you mentioned when you chatted with us Friday, you were, you were more excited about those two games. Obviously following LSU here locally, but the South Carolina, Caitlin Clark, Iowa matchup, that didn't let you down. Six million people watched that. And then I know LSU got three and a half, I believe, with their game against Virginia Tech. We'll see what the numbers are for yesterday's championship game, but you know, whether it's that, the Angel Reese thing, there's a lot of attention being paid to women's basketball that seems bigger than it has been in the past. Am I on to that? Oh, I agree, and I have mixed feelings with the whole Reese thing. Let's face it, if this was a guy doing it, we see this in the NFL all the time, and when we turn ahead, we laugh, we chuckle, ha, ha, ha. Oh, but a woman does it. And they're just, again, bashing women's sports. Uh, did, did she go a little bit too far yesterday, Reese? Eh, probably a little bit too far. But I'm not mad. I'm not throwing up Twitter tweets saying, oh, I can't believe the disgrace and all that. Because we see men in NFL do it Sunday after Sunday. Again, we're just Sunday. bashing women's sports. We should be appreciating 
what they did yesterday at LSU. Because let's face it, shooting 70% in the first half three-point land and 65% in three-point land throughout the game, they would have beat LSU men last yesterday <laughs> if they would have played. So I, I, hats off to LSU. Uh, you know me, I'm not the biggest LSU fan, but they were amazing. And it was a three ball. Let's face it, if they did not shoot 65% of, of, the, uh, of yesterday, we might be having a different conversation. And I think, uh, the, I think Clark overpressed. She had some bad shots that we're not talking about mm-hmm. uh, throughout the game. I think she was just pressing too much. Uh, I think that was probably the story of the game. But let's let's think of the greatness of that game and not worry about what Reese what Reese did because NFL players and what NBA players say you're too small, you're too small. Game after game, and we don't say anything, we laugh. But oh, a girl does it. We just bash on women's sports. One hundred percent. I literally said that in the first hour. I'm like Zion did the too small thing. That's the new thing right now. I see video after video of bitty basketball boys, you know. Showing up people, I, I, what do you call when a guy stands over another guy, you know, over his face and he's staring at the unmentionables? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they yeah. do that all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I, I don't, Draymond Green is a walking disgrace. I mean, I mean it's like, seriously. So, and, for, and first of all, I think either Morris or Williams should have been able to do that yesterday to Caitlin Clark because they had phenomenally. They're them two are the reason why LSU uh, cut down the nets. I know Reese had a good game; she was in foul trouble, but yeah. Williams uh, Carson. And, and Carson, yeah. Carson, she, if she done it, she had every right to do it. Coming off the bench, yeah, uh, she should have done the she should have done the DX suck it. The John C. She should have done anything she wanted because the way how she played yesterday was phenomenal. That'd have been fantastic, huh? The, the Triple H just suck it. Oh, that'd have been great. <laughs> hey, when Rex Ryan did it, when Rob, Rob, it was Rex, right? No, Rob, uh, Ryan did it here, uh, on the sidelines during the Saints game. That was fantastic too as well. Um, I, I'll say this though, like again, out of all of that, publicity is what it is. But when you think that Caitlin's coming back, Reese is coming back, and you you look like legit have people talking about the NIL that Caitlin's going to be able to make. I'm sure Angel Reese as well. I mean, like that that's the one area that you can see right now growing in, in women's sports. I mean, you, you have some faces, you have some names. Like people can legit name some names that don't maybe follow the sport on a day to day basis. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's why the Iowa story should be mentioned a little bit more. They didn't have any transfers. I mean, pretty much their whole starters were either from the Midwest. Uh, and been playing with each other a while. Uh, LSU has, I'm not saying that they, they're they working the system, NIL transfers and all that. They have a phenomenal team. Reese is coming back, like you said. They are missing some key players. I know they have some key girls coming uh, into the program, but you don't know how these girls who are coming in are going to play in college sports. I hate That's why I hate recruiting class, recruiting class, because until they actually step on the court and play uh, a game, I don't think of, oh, the number one recruiting class coming, because we see it in football all the time. Number one recruiting, uh, number one recruiting class usually doesn't bring ships. Yeah, no doubt. So we'll see what happens moving forward next year. A lot of fun and excitement. And then we get to the NBA this week, Raphael. The last full regular season week. It comes to a conclusion. Everybody's playing on Sunday. Andrew Lopez just put 30 minutes ago. He and a couple of the folks from ESPN. There is a possibility you could have a six way tie in the Western Conference. And there is a six way tie scenario. That they go over. This is unreal. Like, look, we talked about this when they started the whole play-in to try to make the end of the season team sitting players. Now, not only has it worked, 
I think it's added to it. Like, you cannot not pay attention to scores or standings. I'm paying attention to that Rockets game. I mean, I'm paying attention to the Hawks game with Dallas. Like, I'm, I'm on my phone looking at scores all day, every day now because of this. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, this is exciting. Well, first of all, you're not. You're looking at Saints news because I see your text messages. So that, let's put that first. And second of all, I, I agree with you because we have 20 teams that are battling. And then we have a small handful of teams that are planning their summer vacations and looking at the draft already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have 20 teams in the NBA that are still battling. I mean, the Boston Celtics are still battling for the number one spot. I mean, Denver's pretty much locked that in. But everyone else is battling uh, in the Western for seeding and stuff like that. I agree. I think it's fun. Uh, I love to see the Dallas Mavericks struggle game after game. It makes me laugh a little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit torn that the Bulls can creep up a little bit more. I need the Raptors to lose. So it's fun. I, I think it's exciting with the last week of uh, NBA. Yeah, it's cool when you look at it from that perspective. LeBron um, yesterday, after their win against the Rockets, had this to say. Well, we just want to put ourselves in position to be able to compete for a championship. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, but it, but it takes, it's, it's, it's a journey and obviously we don't have as much chemistry as a lot of other teams that's trying to compete for a championship or have aspirations to win a championship. But, you know, um, I like we've been building over the last uh, month, um, or so. Um, even when I was out for the four weeks, I like we were building and I'm happy to be back in the mix and we're, we're still building. So, um, these last uh, few games, four, I believe, one, two, three, four. Yeah four games are very important for our team it's, you know not only on wins and losses but like the chemistry side of it as well we want to continue to build what we've been building over the last uh, month or so so what is the money coming in for your guys over there in the desert because there's a lot of chitter chatter they can be making a run here i mean the two tickets that i heard that was coming in all, all weekend long for the nba for the western conference was Suns Lakers, Suns Lakers. Those people in the Warriors, uh, Andrew Wiggins is supposed to come back this week. I heard he's supposed to play maybe the last two or three games. He's been out with some family matter issues, not injury or stuff like that, so he would be healthy. Uh, but it's all Lakers and Suns, Lakers and Suns. So disrespected for the Nuggets and Grizzlies and disrespected for the Kings. But in the East, it's been all two teams, and mostly now Bucks and how they flexed their muscles yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one's sleeping on the Bucks, uh, thinking that they're going to win. I, they're my pick to probably right now I, to, to cut down on that, as long as Milton can stay healthy. Okay, easy enough. Um, the other aspect that I want to touch on here as well is WrestleMania. It took place over two days, Saturday and Sunday. You were pretty much, what, two out of three. You said you you thought three belts would change. Two did. You were right. The tag team, the women's belt, Charlotte Flair uh, lost. But Roman Reigns won yet again. I'm blown away. I guess they want him to get that 1,000 days, and then maybe he'll lose it at SummerSlam. That's the only thing I can think of is why they had him win. If you watched the match, I know you did it because you were looking at the Saints news yes. and Carr and yeah. stuff like that. Well, Andrew Dowell resigned as a Saints linebacker. So, oh, yeah, so 15 good. and 2, you, that's what you're projecting and stuff. So, but if you watched the Roman Reigns, after that match when Roman Reigns won, if you looked around the crowd, everyone's mouth was, because everyone thought he closed, uh, Cody Rhodes closed as a minus $5 favorite. So that just tells you right there that sometimes they've been all scripted and scripted and all that. Well, I would say a million people thought Cody Rhodes, including myself, that he was going to win, and, bet- and the betting public was all over him winning, and he did. Yep, I hear you. Um, we'll see you soon, sir. When do you come back from Houston? 
I'll be here for uh, I'll be here for a couple more days, and then I head to the West Coast for uh, Easter and move oh, into Paris. Come on, get over here. Let's go. We got to hang out, and have some sushi. Thank you, bud. Are you gonna you gonna come with me to move my parents? <laughs> I'm busy. I'm doing. I'm right, so covering talk. Saints news. <laughs> in all honesty, Andrew Dowell did resign with the Saints. Provide a little depth for the linebacking unit. Uh, we'll be back. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Catch one event presented by Penn Entertainment on Wednesdays starting at 6 p.m. live from the sports book at Boomtown Casino and Hotel on the West Bank. Giving you the best bets in sports. One a bet, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. on ESPN New Orleans. 100.3 FM. The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Buddy just sent you a message, sir. Mark Schlesinger just arrived back from Houston. Or I think he's still there for the national championship game. The coach's convention and all that's going on. So he may be there for the game, but he's going to fit us in. 2.30, the UNL men's basketball coach has been joining us throughout the tournament. He's been right a lot of those games to pay attention to. Told you about San Diego State here as well. We'll preview the Final Four with him coming up at 2.30. Marlon Favorite, 2.15. We've been touching on LSU's National Championship, the team making its way back to school this afternoon. Uh, Mike the Tiger, the mascot, wearing a goat outfit over the mascot jersey. Can blame him. Uh, pretty incredible. If you like to talk about that, if you like to talk about your feelings about the Angel Reese situation as it's being described, the incident as it is. Look, uh, one final thing here, and I'm going to move on to some Pels, but this was Mike Greenberg this morning. 
your ring finger well for crying out loud i mean steph curry put the celtics and their fans to sleep on the court last year that's sports today if your issue with this is that they are women that's your problem if your issue with this is that angel reese is black and caitlin clark is white that's your problem if your issue with this is you miss a day and age in sports where this sort of thing didn't exist that's something that i understand older fans don't like this i don't really like it that much myself but i fully accept that it is part of sports as we know them now and that is not going to change yeah that's true like i said that's what i'm saying i mean now now and i mean that i i can't honestly think of the last time where first inning somebody gets a base hit he gets a first base and you know i mean everyone's bat flipping everyone's you know doing a kiss to the sky two fingers to the mouth i mean you hit a three it's three fingers to your temple zion does too small now everybody does too small i mean it that's you first quarter opening drive passes incomplete that defensive back is going to celebrate like he did something even though the ball hit the ground or if it's caught for a gain of four we're you know getting up in front and some i look i it's what it is. It's what it is right now. Because players are worried about their brand. Players feel disrespected. Social media has these players and athletes at every level on edge. And it's our fault, by the way. I, I say this every time uh, National Letter of Intent Day comes. That's why, look, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't pay attention to it. But I do not have this fawning over an 8th grader, freshman, or sophomore that I've never seen play. Have no idea how he's going to play in two or three years. And touted as the second coming of something or someone. They sign, you love him. They pick another school, you hate him. If he does come to your school, it's championship. Right, I mean, the day after National Letter of Intent Day or that night, it's why you go to the, the banquets or the events, and you're like, yes, these 22, title, baby. First game they play, they throw a pick, give up a touchdown, miss a tackle. I mean, you kill them on social media. You do. Same kid. Never met him. Never watched a single high school game. You might have done quote unquote your research on clicking the video highlight link they may have on their, on their social media page. That's why I don't even get it. I, I'm like, I'll, I, let's talk about the game and let's talk about practice and things that age. I, I don't, I don't. I, that's, you know, they'll never be me on my show. There's plenty of other shows. Da- daily updates on recruit, fantastic for them. But we're responsible. Kid may be in, you know, 10th grade geography or math class, but man, we, NFL starter, NBA starter, ready to go. Heaven forbid they fail. <laughs> but that's how we are all the way around in sports, right? I've been talking about this in the past. I mean, we do this all the time, especially on Thursdays when John and Scott and everybody else with me. I mean, if, if a player throws a pick, Anybody in the league, like no one's allowed to, and look, part of it is first take and all these other shows. That's why JJ Reddick went nuts about a month ago. That's why Dan Lebitard kind of called to task Screaming A and 
Skip Bayless. There's the Bates, but at the same time, it's like you're creating the Bates. Like, the utter importance of, you know, who's more important, or the MVP race, or this or that nature, that might be somewhat understandable. Man, it's, you know, who's more, I mean, they're literally topics every day on NBA Today, NFL Live, who's more responsible for the loss? That, that's got to make people feel great. Who's responsible for the loss? Who's more responsible for the win? Who's at fault? I mean, we joke about it because we don't care for the Cowboys. They lose a game. It's Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy. I mean, it's it's every day. It's all the time. It's all the time. So, again, I played what Angel Reese said after the game, where she said it's more than her. It's what she feels. I mean, for her to even use the words that she feels or has been told or has read or has been called ghetto hood all that of course she's going to feel a certain way that that's not it's not positive you're not saying it or she's being made to feel like it's positive and like i said we can talk about as what richard jefferson said was it excessive was it too much did you have to walk around for 10 seconds to find her and all that we can talk about that but man, when you, when you're Dave Portnoy, and again, you, you can spend your money however you want. I'm not calling for anything. I'm just, I'm pretty sure like his company has a sports book at a place here in Baton Rouge. That'll be interesting to see how that handles it. I'm not telling you how to spend your time or who to read or who to follow, but Keith Oldman calling her a, a bleeping idiot with the F word. Really? And then coming back this morning trying to quote unquote walk it back and why well, I didn't realize the backstory with Caitlin Clark. So then he just doubled down and said both of them basically congratulated him for bringing the parody of how women and now men can be classless in sports. Whatever, man. <laughs> Watch the national championship game tonight. Watch your next NBA game, NFL game, soccer. Watch anything else that happens. That's just what it is today. Again, I don't know when it happened, but apparently to be a Major League Baseball player or at any level, you have to have $150,000 in jewelry. I, I would not want to be running with chains and medals and, and all that stuff. It's just it's today's athlete are different. It, it's about being seen, being individual, building a brand, and, and it's what it is. Okay? It's just what it is. But to to go completely unhinged, like I saw social media go over the you-can't-see-me John Cena wrestling thing <laughs> was just incredible it's just incredible to me it just really was I don't know but as far as tonight's men's title game here's Jay Billis on his thoughts from ESPN the key to the game when San Diego State takes on UConn for the national championship is going to be defense and rebounding UConn is the better offensive team. They have a varied attack. They run a lot of staggered screens for Jordan Hawkins, and they can throw the ball inside to Adama Sanogo for paint points. But they're playing against a team in San Diego State that pressures the ball. They're always in great help side position, and they are very physical. So the glass, getting offensive rebounds, and UConn is one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country all year long, getting 38% of their misses. And when they get an offensive rebound, they are always looking out, if they don't have a stick back, looking out to open three-point shooters. And the best time to shoot a three is after an offensive rebound. But UConn is an underrated defensive team because they're better offensively than San Diego State. We don't talk about their defense very much, but they're very good defensively. And I think UConn has to come in with a defensive mindset 
mindset against San Diego State to try to shut down the Aztecs because you're not going to get in an offensive battle. Uh, San Diego State is not proficient scoring. UConn is. But the glass and a defensive mindset is going to determine the national champion. Uncle Earl, thank you for giving us a call here, sir. How are you? Hello, Uncle Earl. Can you hear me good? Yeah, bud. What's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? How you doing today, man? Doing well, man. Hey, hey, Goose. Uh, I'm kind of old school, man. But look, I don't, I don't even want to get in. I, I, I seen it. I, I saw it on the. I didn't even actually see it during the game. But look, to me, to me, man, what LSU did, what they accomplished, what yeah. Coach Mulkey has done in two years, and the way. And look, the first half was unbelievable, but you knew I with a three point shot. And I, and I'm going to tell you, Goose, this is the first time I actually sat down and watched. I enjoyed this, a women's game just as much as the men's game. This was unbelievable. The crowd was going, it's one of the best games I've ever seen. And I'm not being a homer. When, when Iowa came back and they got it to seven, man, I said, Oh boy, here we go. And for LSU to just, it was just a day, man. So. I'm giving props to them, the university, and the coach, and all that other stuff, man. That's that's BS to me, man. You, you got to give this team their props, and that was one of the best college college games I ever seen, man. Uh, women or uh, men, mm-hmm. it, it was unbelievable, man. You got to give props to them, really do. Look, like I said, I'm I, I'm with you. To me, it makes so much sense to um to 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 see the numbers in it because it was like it wasn't just uh you know hype and stuff like that like i'm watching those games on friday and obviously you're following lsu because they're local but then i'm, I'm staying around to watch you know this girl caitlin clark i mean my buddy josh bates who used to run sid for notre dame women's basketball is now the men sids like dude you, you, uh, you, uh, you better be watching the caitlin clark show i'm like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and so I, I paid attention in that Elite Eight game, and which, by the way, Louisville has a trash-talking player that got in into it, you know, and people were giving her fits earlier I, in the I, tournament I as well, if that. you remember. She was going back and forth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but that was part of it, you know, and you're looking at it, but man, to your point, like, it was legit good basketball. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful, but... The threes, the shot making, the intensity, the crowd. I'm like, dude, the rebounding. No, I was enjoying it, you know. And and for those people that want to go back to a yesteryear where fundamentals mattered, um, watch that game. Watch those games. And look, to your point, what what Kim Mulkey has done, like LSU is such a good coach basketball, coach basketball team, man. They, they didn't, (sighs) that timeout she called when they trailed early. I thought it was a perfect time that out. Was Settle everybody. That was huge. I love her honesty too. You know, I love her honesty too when she's just like, "Hey, um, this is what's going to happen." You know, um, dude, and- it, 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 if you had to put money on it, LSU was going to score a hundred and two points. I would have said you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is um, hey, hey, goose. Another thing. What a weekend for 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 our state, man, and uh. Down at Alex Box Stadium, when on a Thursday night they had thirteen thousand four hundred people, yeah. and it was like a football. It was like a football crowd. It was it was nuts. It was unbelievable, man. So let's let's give props to these kids. You, our universities. I don't care if it's LSU, UNO, and Tulane. 
Leave all the other stuff to the to mother people, man. Give props to our kids. Always a pleasure, Goose. Yep, always a pleasure as well, man. Take care, buddy. Good hearing from you as well. 800-998-1003. Uncle Earl. It is the Sports Hangover. We come back. We'll take your phone calls. Lines are open. Mark Schlesinger is going to join us coming up at 2.30 to help break down the national title game. Marlon favorite at 2.15. Rest of the way, it's up to you. Let's focus on your Pelicans. A half game out of six. A half game out of fifth. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. It's time for smoking Hot Deals. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, the deals are red hot. And Greg LeBlanc Toyota has over 150 new Toyotas arriving soon. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has deep dealer discounts. Plus, two years free maintenance on all Toyotas. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Get some smoking Hot hot Deals. deals. So visit GregLeBlancToyota.com or stop by 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Now, Greg LeBlanc Toyota. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. It is the sports hangover. Gus Kattengau with you. As we will chime in throughout the rest of the show here as well with you. And want to get your opinions and take, because the Pelicans, we spoke with Jim Eichenhofer. He said magic numbers one. I'm just doing the math. I'm looking around. Andrew Lopez wrote a little bit earlier today. It could be a possible six-way tie scenario. All I need to know is this. Pelicans winning on Saturday was big because they moved to three-game lead in the lost column at the time over the Dallas Mavericks. And Dallas had the honor of having the 11th spot. Again, I know you want... Six, if not seven, eight would be great if you had to do the play-in because if you lose the seven-eight matchup, you still play the winner of the nine-ten matchup. But obviously, you want to be above that and not have to worry about that. And you're already in the first round. I, I get all of that. I'm just for those like Chef Scotty who couldn't. Are we even going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Again, 
11th. Who's 11th? It's Dallas. Well, they lost again yesterday. You're now at three and a half game lead on them. So, they have 42 losses, you have 38. And when you start looking at tiebreakers, the Pels have tiebreakers over a lot of the teams. And that's a good thing. The only one they don't have is the Lakers. Ah, that that game in which they lost that last second, huh? So the Pelicans have tiebreakers over the Clippers and Warriors. Why does that matter? Well, a three-team tie with the Lakers, Clippers, Pels would be on top. A three-team tie with the Clippers and Golden State, the Pelicans are on top. If it's a three-team tie with the Clippers, I mean with the Lakers, Golden State, Pels are second, the Clippers would be first. If there's a four-way tie, Pels on top if the Clippers beat L.A. on Wednesday, but it's L.A. Pels, Clips, Golden State if Lakers win. Each of these games matter. All these games matter. Now, the Lakers have to play the Clippers, have to play the Suns. Sandwiched in between them are the Utah Jazz. Pelicans this week. Kings tomorrow night. Grizzlies on Wednesday. Knicks on Friday. Minnesota on Sunday. When you look at the current standings, it's the Clippers and Warriors in 5-6. A half game up on the Lakers and Pelicans. You heard me. The Pels currently eighth are a half game back. A fifth. Or six, however you want to look at it. They own the tiebreakers over both of those teams. So, this is huge. These four games, I, the, the Pels have a very good chance of being fifth or sixth. Very good chance of being fifth or sixth. So you got Lakers, Pels, seven, eight, T-Wolves, nine, Thunder 10, and again, Dallas is 11, 15 and a half back, you're 12 back. It's a nice cushion with four games to go. More importantly, you look at that win-loss total, you're four games losses. I mean, you have to lose essentially the Pels, the next four. Dallas has to win the next four, and then get some help again for you to not even be 10th, if that makes sense. So, it, it looks good if you're the Pels to at least be 10th. 800-998-1003. On the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Uh, who's this on, on the line? Hello? Hey, buddy, who we got on line three? Okay, uh, line three, hello? Hello? Hey, man, who's this? Hello? Yeah. This is West Bank Rick. Hey, what's up, West Bank Rick? How you doing, buddy? All right, uh, I hear you talking about those flocking birds over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to uh, give a shout out to those uh, those lady tigers. Um, great game. I mean, I watched it from beginning to end, and um, I I don't even know. This is how bad I am with the girls' basketball because I can admit that I don't really watch them as uh, as much unless they you know they're showing them on certain television stations and stuff. And I have time. But watching the game, I don't know the girl named boy with the red hair. Um, when she was shooting them, uh, the shots and stuff, and I was like, man, she is on fire. I didn't know she was that good. And then when she dropped the next three after she had already hit the first three, 
I was like, man, somebody better get on her. <laughs> and then that last half, when somebody did get on her, and she just, at first I was going to say it was luck, but it didn't look like luck when she was just, when she missed only one shot throughout the whole game. So mm-hmm. I thought that was just remarkable, the way she played. Um, on the Pelicans, I, I was looking at that, um, I'm, I'm score watching. So I'm watching every game of teams that need to fall. And uh, I saw that uh, Denver did a number for us uh, yesterday, on the day before or whatever, um, helping us out by letting Phoenix get the, get that loss on them. And so I know we when I saw the uh, game and I looked at it, I said, I don't think we're going to be able to get to that fourth spot now. Um, but we could get to that fifth the way uh, – the way these teams are uh, adding up. Now, I'm nervous about two teams, um, mm-hmm. New York and Memphis. Um, I I don't know how we're going to play against them. Being that the first time we played against New York, they kind of scrubbed the ground with us. Um, but they didn't use, like I told you before, I said they don't use Jonas enough, and they don't have teams that can stop him from grabbing the rebounds, which I'm starting to have a little problem with uh, – I don't know if anybody else said it with with Lance, uh, with Nance, Larry Nance coming in, mm-hmm. and he's not grabbing the rebounds or or diverting the shots as the the players are coming up the middle. It's like as soon as Jonas get out, everybody just start running up the middle, and then it's wide open, and we got layups and stuff. So I don't know if anybody else said it. He's only averaging maybe five rebounds out of the twenty minutes he's playing. I don't I don't know if that's gonna help the team. Um, keep winning. That's why I be seeing that that drop at when uh, we get that lead, and then uh, all of a sudden you see the team getting momentum. And I just think it's just a lack of not using our big man. Yeah. Uh, I don't, what's your point on that? Uh, well, uh, I don't think it's coincidence. I could be wrong. No, I don't think it's coincidence. Jonas, uh, you know, has forty-two double doubles. You've seen him be able to be dominant. The last couple of games here as well, I think it's um, using them, using it as a game plan, making sure that that's where you, you go and what you do. And to your point, you know, you have seen at times Coach Green close out with Nance and, and stick with them there in that aspect. If Look, I, I think the thing moving forward to, and this is why I say it's so important for the Pels to get into the postseason to see what it is that you need, and that includes Zion, who... Um, did not practice today per Coach Willie Green. I'm still hopeful we'll see him. I like to see him by the end of the week. Um, but I don't know if he's not practicing, he's not playing. I didn't think he was going to play Tuesday or Wednesday. Maybe he does that three on three. Um, or not. I, 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 again, I, I'd like to see him even if it's just the regular season finale on Sunday. But my point is when you look at that roster, like I'm looking at the box score from Saturday and your four guys off the bench are Daniels, Nance, Richardson, and Marshall. Like that's what coach is going with. I mean, it's essentially the playoff roster right. or rotation now. Um, before Daniels made that three at two, he finished with five, but Nance has two points. Richardson, three points, yep. Marshall, three points. Like the bench has got to give you more than that. Like I'm just looking and that's, that's yep. what I'm saying. It, it, they may not be the reason you win or lose, but again, what if Ingram, CJ, Zion go down in the postseason? Let's say Zion's healthy. Who's giving me my scoring and points? Now, Trey gave me 19. So, 
in a perfect world, Zion starting, is Trey your guy off the bench? Are you trying to get him more shots he can give you on the offensive side? What do you do with Herb? It's going to be interesting because you need the scoring. You need the points. But, look, that's been a debate all season long between Jonas and and Larry Nance. But, Coach. And now you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Coach, you know, feels the need to stick with him uh, late in the games. Now you're going to have to let the Oracle uh, inform me on how these numbers are working because you told me, what, Saturday, that mm-hmm. we had four more wins. <laughs> right. Well, now we, now we got one. One. one oh, what you said today. One more win will give you. So what happened was between Saturday and Sunday, a bunch of teams lost. Dallas and, and lost that's what I was about. Right. So what you need to look at is the loss that column. That game. <laughs> right. So what you need to look at is the loss column, right? So you right. have 38 losses. Dallas has 42. That's a difference of four games with four to play. So if the Pelicans uh-huh. win one more game, Dallas can't pass them. Correct. Does that make sense? But I, but, or or but, Dallas yeah, loses I, I one know. more game. Or if Dallas loses one more game, they'll have 43 and say the Pels win. They'll stay at 38 losses. They'll have 43 losses. That's a difference of five games with, you know what I'm saying? So they can't pass you, if that makes sense. They can pass, you know, Minnesota and OKC. They're just like the worst you would be is above Dallas somewhere. Right. That makes sense. Well, I think we might make that six spot. I'm, I'm hopefully. I'm kind of feeling that that too. Make that six spot. I, look, I'll be honest with you. I do not want to play in game with the Lakers. Me neither. Not no more. I sure as heck don't want a 9-10 matchup. I sure don't want a 9-10 matchup because I can tell you how that's going to go right now. (laughs) I can tell you how that's going to go right now. I want everybody healthy when we're getting ready to go. I just want Zion back, man. I want Zion back. Come on, man. We we only had 10 games with everybody healthy, so we'll see what we're going to look like in the playoffs. Thanks, Gus. All right, man. Take care, buddy. Hour 3 next on ESPN New Orleans. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration